Hello and welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast, episode 145. I am Nick. I'm Kelly. I'm Jared. Uh, it's Kelly's birthday, everybody. It's not my birthday. Oh. Oh. <laughs> my birthday is Sunday. Sunday. Whoa, it's almost Kelly's it's birthday. It's almost Kelly's birthday. Oh. It's, <laughs> a, <laughs> it's a big one. I'm going to be 30. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Uh, those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry like, I didn't uh, bring everybody down. No. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about it. I feel like I feel like I've been destined for 30 for a long time. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be much better it's at being usually how it in my 30s no. than I ever was at being a, in my 20s. Are you going to show any movies on projectors again? Uh, yeah. So I borrowed the store's projector yeah. uh, to, to show a movie in my backyard. Excellent. What movie? Uh, I we haven't decided yet. <laughs> oh, okay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, I thought you already watched something on the. Projector. Oh, I did. So I since I've had it in my house, I was like, I should do a trial run on this, and so I invited some people over and we watched um, an episode of Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Miss Marple, but <laughs> no, close. But since then, I've been playing Mass Effect two on the projector, oh. <laughs> and it looks great. Oh, that's pretty good. But that's yeah, pretty cool. it's been an it. it's been an exciting week. I didn't like plan to have. A crazy birthday week, but I went to a concert with my favorite vocalist on Monday. Uh, Who's that? Audra McDonald. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, do the shout out. She's won three Tonys. So yeah, there you go. I'm going to a Nats game tomorrow. I'm yep. going to have a couple people over to watch the last two episodes of Miss Fisher nice. on oh, Friday. No. <laughs> and no. then and then birthday party. So nice. Cool. Yeah, it worked out real well. And I'm working on, in the store on Saturday. That's going to be <laughs> <Yay>. a blast. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the big planet comics tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Work on your birthday. Well, day before my birthday. Oh, that's true. So, yeah. I uh, finally watched the last four episodes of iZombie. Oh, man. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Oh, you haven't seen them? No, I don't tell me. I have seen none of them. Oh, my God. It's so good. I am okay. probably good. four episodes behind, so the don't f- tell the me. The finale was great. There's a. Uh, without spoiling anything, there's a, a cool action sequence uh, with some awesome 80s music. Um, it's very, very cool. <laughs> um, and that's lots of twists and turns at the finale, and it's very good. I'm excited about season two. That seems to be cool. Rob Thomas's, that's his thing, twists and turns. That's yeah, true. especially the really season, his season it. finales are great. Yeah. This one was no exception. Very good. Huh. Um, cool. Also, I've been watching Party Down just because uh, oh, Rob man. Thomas. Yeah. Again, I've, I've seen him all before, but yeah. I decided I want to watch them again. That's very good. If you haven't seen Party Down, it's on Hulu. It's good. Yeah. Good stuff. How about you, Jared? What have you been up to? Uh, let's see. I went and saw a play up in Bethesda called Ooh. NSFW. Yeah. NSFW? <laughs> <laughs> I had to make sure I was getting those an acronyms in the right order. Not safe for work? Yes. Okay. Uh, about a bunch of people working at like kind of a British lads magazine, you know, those kind of like full of girly pinup things mm-hmm. and kind of how it survives in the modern world when they make horrible mistakes. And it was... It was such a weird play because it, it was a lot of like commentary about like women's place in modern society, but most of the characters were men. <laughs> so it was more oh, like yeah. men's, how men deal with women in modern So I, I couldn't really figure out what the play It was an interesting play, but not a great play. I couldn't really figure out where it was going, right. but it was interesting. Was it written by a dude? No, it was oh. written and directed by a woman, which is why I was curious. Interesting. And there's like, you know, women who, uh, there's a woman who worked at the, at the magazine, which was pretty interesting, but a lot more of the viewpoints were from the men's viewpoints. Like the men were kind of the bigger characters, you know. But anyway, it was uh, intriguing, but not great. <laughs> not enough men in feminism. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, yeah, putting the man back well, that's in cool. femanism. But I saw it in- <laughs> that's a cultural thing. Yeah, it that's was very cool. interesting. And of course, everyone got to do their best British accents, which was really funny because everyone had a different one. 
Uh, but I saw it in the middle of the afternoon, and so that's apparently when all the old people go oh, to see yeah. plays. And I was like, this, this is a very strange play for all you people to be seeing. <laughs> uh, there's definitely some nudity in it. So I was like, wow. Wait, where is this play? Uh, Bethesda. I'm just kidding. Good old Tony. <laughs> Bethesda is a very rich suburb of Washington, D.C., where the Small Press Expo is near. So it was very strange <laughs> to see all these people nice. at this play. That's cool. And I watched a couple of Miyazaki films. Which ones? I saw Nausicaa again, which is one of my favorites, but I'd never good. seen uh, Lupin, the first oh, film he directed. Oh, so much fun. Which was so fun. It's yeah. so fun. <laughs> uh, that was the first one he got his break on, so I watched nice. that one first, and then Nausicaa, which was the next one. Lupin the third. And I just want to watch all of his movies in a row. Did you watch them just like in your house? Yes. Because the oh, Angelica Theater in um, Maryfield is doing a whole Miyazaki series. Nice. Yep. I've been Have carrying around. Any? No, I've been oh. carrying around the postcard with all the dates on it for like is it every three Monday, weeks or now. Is it a different... I don't know. I can dig it out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I want to cool. go see it. So I definitely have not seen a lot of those on the big screen. So I'm down for that. Uh, well, yeah, that's been our lives. Woo. The past week. Living it up. Yeah. Living it up. Watching a lot of things. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. I did not see Mad Max Fury Road again. Oh, wow. <laughs> you okay? No, somebody said this week, they were like, last time, last podcast I listened to, you were on three. Is that where you're still are? Yeah, I almost <laughs> went to see Inside Out. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to go. Oh, I saw it. Was it awesome? What's that? It was pretty good. The new Pixar. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were talking about it today. It was yeah. I didn't love it as much as I thought I would. Yeah. yeah it's great. But uh, we'll see. Not everything is going to be Wally, y'all. <laughs> There's a cars every once in a while. That's There's cars. a cars every once. In a while. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's do some news. Why don't yeah. news about not us? This just in. It's Kelly's thirtieth birthday. Hey! <laughs> Happy nope. birthday. No, no, please stop. Not yet? Oh, no. No. Oh, can I at least bring you a piece of cake? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, if there's a some left over. Cake? All right. Um, yeah, so Kelly's turning 30. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about Spider-Gwen. Uh, so, yeah, Spider-Gwen is coming back uh, after Secret Wars. That's good. I, it's not really ending. Did it end already? I guess it did. I think the, la- the last issue was the last one. What? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think at the end it said... There's only Secret Wars. Already. Oh, maybe. Um, That's not real ending. But anyway, uh, Spider Gwen is coming back. I think we pretty much all knew that. But the, but the, the same team, the same and team the same is universe. doing it. And it's yeah. The weird thing is, it's the same universe. So she's still going to be outside of Marvel continuity. Oh, interesting. In a different universe. So that means, I guess, mm. the multiverse is coming back in some way. Well, they they said I was reading the interview and. Uh, he he was very they were very closed mouth about what yeah. they could say, but they did refer to the main Marvel universe as the six one six and yeah. hers as sixty five. Yeah, so they're something. at the moment keeping that terminology. May. Maybe, but at least they are. Yeah, <laughs> but who knows? Uh, we'll see. And it's, they also said that she'll be going to the regular Marvel universe from time to time too. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, uh, we'll spider see. buds. We'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, Marvel announced a bunch of other things. This is all Marvel news again this week. Um. Marvel announced a series uh, in their all new, all different Marvel stuff, which is happening, I guess, October, right? Uh, their just new Doctor Strange series by Jason Aaron. Cool. Who we all like. And Chris Bacala. Oh, cool. Who I like. I don't know if anybody else does. Um, Jason Aaron says that it's uh, he's getting a chance to kind of rebuild Doctor Strange from the ground up, which sounds cool. Hmm. Um, go back to basics where he's actually going to be, you know, sorcerer fighting demons and stuff he's Makes got sense. a battle axe and stuff it looks oh, weird. pretty sweet does anybody else feel like jason air is kind of the new charles sewell like he's on <laughs> yeah. all of he's the major books of, i mean yeah. he's real good but it's like you know spread, right. spread the wealth around y'all 
They, they yeah. have a lot of comics out now. I guess what is he they doing after Secret Wars? I guess he's doing. Well, he's still doing. I'm assuming he's still doing Thor. Thor and Doctor Strange, right? I think is there another one. I thought there was another one, but maybe not. But he has got a bunch of image yeah, books. Yeah, Southern Bastards. Yes, he does. The Southern Bastards. I think is there another one? No. Maybe he's just writing three books. Yeah. It just seems like he's just writing. It feels like he's writing a lot. He yeah. gets a lot of big books. So. Maybe he'll writing some. Be writing something else. Oh too. God, Star Wars. Oh yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> Duh, y'all. That Star Wars, um, but yeah, I'm excited about the new Duck Strange series. There hasn't been a new one since 1996. Wow, really? Yeah, weird. Uh, Marvel Studios also announced that Tuesday on on Tuesday they announced that the Impossible actor Tom Holland. I don't know what the Impossible is. Uh, it's a movie with Tom Holland, and he's been chosen <laughs> to play Peter Parker in the 2017 Spider-Man film. Also, they hired. Uh, another thing I don't know, a movie called Cop Car, uh, director John Watts. He's on board to direct um, the reboot f- reboot film franchise. I, weird. It's weird. I, I don't know either of these people. Uh, I like that uh, Tom Holland is a teenager. Yeah, he definitely looks oh, young. Cool. And uh, the guy who directed uh, Cop Car has apparently been at a bunch of film festivals and people love it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's cool to have somebody doing a, who does comedy doing a Spider-Man movie. So. Oh, that's a good choice, yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's exciting. It's interesting. Um, I guess his first appearance will be in Civil War. Oh, cool. Which comes sense. out next year? Oh, that's All really right. soon. Oh, that my really gosh. Soon. Yeah, they're already like halfway through yeah, filming it. Yeah, they're filming it, it. Oh, they're yeah. done filming it. Uh, he's just going to show up, I guess, for a little bit. I guess he must not be in it that much if they just cast him and they're like well, halfway they through filming. just announced it. Yeah. Or they just... Because, I mean, I doubt anybody was like... You're following this random kid around. The other thing is like, or he, they worked around him, and no, they were like, "We'll if, film his scenes later." No, if he's got his costume on, they can just put it in. <laughs> right. Like, all you they need almost is did that some at the dude end of the doing it around. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all you need. So, all right, we'll uh, see. So we'll see. Um, yeah, that's all the news for this week. Well, oh. we didn't. You didn't talk about the new Captain Marvel team. They're not. That, no. Oh, I guess I didn't see the new. Captain oh, Marvel yeah. Team. So the the showrunners for Agent Carter are going to be oh, writing the new Captain Marvel book. Ooh. Kelly Sue DeConnick is leaving. I was yeah, surprised that they didn't put um, Kelly Kelly Thompson, Thompson who's currently co-writing yeah, the yeah. Captain Marvel. I'm and sure Carol she's Gore. writing something. <laughs> but yeah, so and Chris Anka is doing the art, and he's that's awesome. Redesigned the costume a little bit. Um, okay. Just sort of tweaked. How's it look? I haven't seen it. It looks good. It he's yeah. just sort of tweaked. Um, McKelvey's design. It's Does a she little, have the weird uh, head thing anymore? It wasn't in part of the nice. design that I saw, right. so I don't know. Uh, the That's boots cool. are kind of cool. Maybe, so, yeah. I, I bet this is kind of the movie design. Yeah, that I don't they're know. Going with yeah. So these, uh, it's two uh, the showrunners. I don't know their names off the top of my head, but they're two women, so that's a cool thing. Um, plus? This I think is the first comic they've done though, so we'll see. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think we'll hear probably like thousands more. Um, <laughs> maybe not thousands, but a lot more Marvel. Uh, number one announcements in yeah, the next month start, or so. Restarting yep. everything. Uh, yeah. So next up, we got some questions. All right. First up, we got a question from Adam. Adam says, "Is the proliferation of alternate Spider-Man a good thing that's going on? Uh, a good thing that's going to last, or just a fad we'll make fun of someday?" Uh, I will say. First of all, all the ones that have come out so far are really good. Yeah, they've been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Like Spider Woman is great. Spider Woman's great. Silk is fantastic. Spider Gwen is Spider-Gwen great. Spider Gwen is great. Yeah. Uh, what other ones are there? I guess Spider Man is good. Peter Parker is amazing. Spider Ham. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's in. And what other right ones now? are there? I mean, those are the two. Those are the three big ones yeah. aside yeah. from Spider Man. And They're of course, all female Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, they've so far been just like really strong female hero books, which. Although I think it's there's a great. I think there's a Venom series coming out. Oh boy, we'll see. 
Um, I hope we don't look back on this and laugh. I hope this I is the, will, a sign be- of, yeah. a, I don't know, a wave of change. Right. I don't know how long it'll last, but I, I yeah. mean, the, the thing is... It's that, been handled really well. We won't look back at it and laugh because it's like their books are good. So yeah. we'll be like, oh, remember those awesome like spider books that were out for a while? Yeah, I yeah. think there's the strengths of those books are not in that these are spider heroes. It's right. that they're true. good, complex female yeah. characters yeah, they're, they're all interesting <laughs> and they're all, all the plus they're all very distinct yes uh, yeah uh so no we won't <laughs> uh, for the record adam is my best friend thank uh, okay. you adam thank you adam thank you adam. <laughs> thanks for uh next we got a question or a bunch of questions from aaron uh let's do these one at a time what are some of your favorite ghost stories slash exorcist narratives <laughs> Etc. And what makes in them awesome? Comic books. And what yeah, makes them I, awesome? I think, okay. I think in comic books. In anything. I don't know. <laughs> Leaving it over. You're, you know your favorite uh, ghost story? I think Ghosted is one of the ones that caught my interest the most recently. Ghosted's pretty fun. It was like throwing together a Ocean's Eleven team with Ghostbusters slash Exorcism stuff. It was a really good, fun thing. I love, I love uh, Emily Carroll's style of yeah. ghost writing. Yeah, the ghost sort of just like unsettlingness um, of it. I mean, just. I love that sense. I also have to say that one of my favorite like tropes overall is sort of haunted house in space. So right. like oh, Southern yeah. Cross, I'm loving yeah. right now because it's got that kind of vibe yeah. to it. Um, I love that. Uh, I would also say Outcast. The Robert oh, Kirkman yeah. book is That's a great a exorcism one. ghost thing. Mm-hmm. It's super creepy. Um, which is very creepy, very moody, very well done. Um, yeah, that one's an interesting take on it. Um, yeah. With that the pandemonium, that book that humanoids put oh, out yeah, about that's a the great typhoid asylum, was that what it was? Yeah, it's, a, that it's like a um, creepy. Oh, I forget what it's asylum. Is it an asylum or is it like I it's like it a was, health asylum for like people who's had some sort of health outbreak in the 30s? People with yeah, and yeah, and terrible things happen to them and yeah. they're haunting it. Oh boy, that one's that really one good. is really intense. Yeah, pandemonium. Find that if you can. Yeah, <laughs> I think we have it. It's um, a big planet comic. Big planet comic. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question uh, is also. What do you guys consider some of the most successful TV or movie comic adaptations slash spinoffs, and what do you consider the worst? The oh. best. Hmm, wow. Um, the best TV one, probably for me, I would say is <laughs> uh, Agent Carter, probably. Yeah, well, Agent Carter... Oh, my favorite one. Is that, I mean, can, it's a spinoff of, of that character, but it's... It's a spinoff of the character as it, as she was created in the movies. Right. Well, it says TV or movie comic yeah. adaptation slash spinoff. So. I mean, Agent Carter is fantastic. I, Zombie is I, Zombie, yeah. Really, I was just really talking good. about I, Zombie. I, Zombie is great. Got one to top them both. What? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the cartoon? Yeah. That's like, pretty great. It took a very violent, you know, gritty comic book and toned it down for kids, but kept a lot of the super, super weird stuff. Well, I've got a better that one. That are from the comics. And, well... That one like made a bazillion dollars and it's still coming out. I got that's better, pretty a better good. one though. What Batman the animated series? I was gonna say uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Like Batman the animated series God. is still the best. Of I don't all know. Time. Men in Black one. <laughs> Men in Black. It def- oh my it gosh! I totally took, forgot. Well, if we're talking successfulness. <laughs> that's yeah, what I'm saying. Took say a it. terrible yeah. comic that nobody read and made it into a great movie. I mean, of course, Ghost World is really good. No, Ghost World was great. By and large, the the Marvel films have been fantastic. <laughs> right. Um, David so what, Hasselhoff. What are the worst? Oh, that David Hasselhoff. How Nick about, Fury is great. How about Jonah Hex? Uh, I still haven't seen Jonah horrible. Hex. I, I hear it was really awful. You do not need to see what it. What about it. Uh, Ghost Rider three through eight? Uh, oh my god! Ghost Rider movies are terrible, but I enjoy them. <laughs> 
You just uh, like seeing Nicolas nope. Cage's head on fire. I love Nicolas Cage. <laughs> nope. so. Catwoman. Catwoman is one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Uh, it's really awful, but uh, it's so funny. Uh, how uh, when duck? she jumps on the bar and starts like lapping up milk. Oh it's no, great. really? Um, oh. When she's playing basketball and using cat powers and like meowing yeah. and stuff, it's it's amazing. <laughs> there's the CGI cats. Uh, there's a bunch of CGI oh, cats wow. in the movie for That's no smart. reason. Smart. Uh, <laughs> it's just a scene of a cat walking and it's CGI for some reason. I'm sure you have like um, some producers like needs more cats. Put well, there's cats. a CGI cat that breathes its soul into her. I don't uh, know. Okay. Uh, and then she becomes well, Catwoman. Oh, my head. It's my great. Head hurts. Uh, it's got Sharon Stone. With uh, <laughs> makeup that makes her uh, invincible, <laughs> uh, rock hard skin, um, it's great. Oh uh, yeah, so that's the best, what? the best movie. <laughs> Clearly, uh, I, yeah, all the TV ones are like the pretty much any uh, Marvel movie before Iron Man. Yeah, uh, most of those Fantastic Four ones, except for the X Men and Spider Man movies, I guess. Howard the Duck. Howard, Howard the, Duck the Duck is great. Also, <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick worked for a really long time in a video store, so he's been warped. It's over awful, the years. but it's great. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch it all the time when I was little. Um, yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah, the David Hasselhoff, <laughs> uh, the Nick Fury. Yep, is, uh, <laughs> awful. Uh, that one's really bad, though. The, of course, Generation the, uh, X. <laughs> what the the. the the Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Netflix oh, Daredevil boy. and Electra. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, those are bad. Man, so much bad stuff. Um, old Fantastic <laughs> Batman, yeah, Batman and Robin. We've definitely been spoiled in the like last 10 years with how, so much better. So how good it all is. Well, it's also we'll the, see what happens with that, man. Yeah. Like, special effects finally caught up with what they were drawing on the page. That helped a lot. The Roger but, Corman Fantastic Four is great. Oh, if boy. You, if you can find it. I haven't seen it. It's really bad. Uh, they Carmen. basically just made it to keep the the, the uh, rights. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, it's it's so funny. There's like half finished CGI. There's like whenever um fantastic uh, Mr. Fantastic stretches out, it's clearly just somebody pulling a long arm. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, there's a scene where it's there's a scene where it's clearly just like an arm on like a stick, uh, uh like hanging out of a sunroof, going like waving. That's amazing. It's really funny. That's amazing. Oh. Uh, I will say the best thing in that movie is Things costume is very, very good. Yeah. Uh, it's made by the same guys who made the Ninja Turtles costumes oh, wow. for the movies. So, oh, oh yeah. So that's actually cool. really good. So that's the only, that's where all of the budget. Yeah, went, I'm sure. Uh, in that movie. It's like, you can't break this costume. <laughs> so I feel like, movie. I think we've listed all of the adaptations. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> them. The good and the bad. Yeah. A couple of uglies. <laughs> the Hulk TV show is great. Yeah. The Spider-Man one is Wonder really Wonder Woman was great. Yeah. Oh, Spider-Man cartoon. His Amazing Friends. I watched that a lot as a kid. That was really good. Young, no. Ultimate yeah, Spider-Man, the cartoon. Fantastic. Yeah. Man, there's uh, been some good stuff. Is that what it's called? No, Spectacular Spider-Man. That's the really good one. Y'all, yeah. don't be don't be ashamed to watch superhero cartoons because they're all great. Sure. And like all the, the mm, good DC. Most w, of them are great. A lot of them are great. And yeah. most of the like really great WB DC stuff that was like yeah. Dinny and Tim and all that. They're all on, on McDuffie. Yeah, we uh, even, they're all on Netflix right now. We so. haven't even touched Asia where like the transition between comic and TV slash movie is like an industry on both sides. <laughs> oh, They've yeah. got so much good stuff over there. They're like Nausicaa wins. All of this, yeah. <laughs> Akira, there's there's some good ones. Yeah. All right. Well, those are all of uh, the comic things uh, in movie form, <laughs> uh, TV form. If you disagree with us, if you have a favorite that yeah. you want to tell us about, please write to us, tweet uh, at us. No. At what? Ask at us. <laughs> We're gonna say it this time. Big Planet Comics at podcast at bigplanetcomics.com nice. at Big Planet Comics on Twitter. Twitter. Same thing on Facebook. Same Tumblr. thing Instagram. on Tumblr. Whatever, whatever you got. Yeah, tag us on Instagram. I will probably not see it, but thanks anyway. <laughs> uh, make sure we'll you go out it. and watch Catwoman. Uh, buy it if you can. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you, there's something that's the worst, tell us what it is. If uh, yeah, absolutely. One. Please watch Catwoman. Um, oh, let us know what you think it. next episode. Um, send us your Homework. Catwoman reviews. There you go. I will read them out loud if you, if you actually write Come one. to the U Street store and shout them in Nick's face. <laughs> if you write one, I will read it on the podcast. Okay. Um, that's all uh, the questions thank we have. You, and thank you, Adam and Aaron. Adam Aaron. Um, and now we're going to do some reviews, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, why not? We love comics. They're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. First up today, we have Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies number one by James Robinson and Steve Pugh. <laughs> Crazy, weird title uh, that doesn't make any sense. Um, it's the most nerdy Secret Wars title yet. I mean, it makes yeah. perfect sense. That's literally what happens in the uh, book. <laughs> no, I know, but like the <laughs> so, title, like so dumb. grammatically, is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Age of Ultron, I guess, is you would like the Ultrons versus yeah. Marvel Zombies. Yeah. Robots versus Zombies, kids. Here we go. But no, no, we have to keep to our like our our naming conventions right. now. We've painted yep. ourselves into a corner. Yeah, well, it's, it's plus the, they got cool logos they wanted to reprint on that's front. True. It's the world. I guess it's the the world from Age of Ultron, where Ultron rules everything and uh, robots killed everybody. Um. Yeah, we start off seeing. Uh, is it Tigra or Tigra? I never know. I guess it's Tigra, probably. I don't know. Uh, Tigra, uh, who's still. Uh, I was gonna say human, but uh, she's still herself. <laughs> she's not a zombie, but she's in the zombie lands fighting a bunch of zombies. Um, Ultrons show up and start killing all the zombies. Yeah. So and this then, is the second book that has taken place in like the the wastelands the or de- whatever. Deadlands. The deadlands yeah. beyond the wall. Yeah, or maybe the third. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is about, what is this about? So Tiger is fighting them and then you get kind of Ultron's, his, the history of Ultron destroying everybody. And then we're introduced to, I guess, who are, who's our main character, who is, uh, a Wild West version of Hank Pym, who is, I guess, from the, whatever, the 1840, 1872, 72 comic that's coming out. Um, and he's been exiled to the wall. He's definitely wearing a bowler hat. To, to the wall. <laughs> I keep calling it the wall from Game of Thrones. Uh, it's the shield. The shield, sorry. It's close enough. Um, it, and he got to pick where he, he wanted to go. They tell him, like, well, we can just throw you over the wall wherever, but we let you choose. And he's like, well, I love robots, and I'm exiled <laughs> because I've built robots, so send me to the robots. Um, and that does not go well. And he puts on his Sunday best to yep. get pitched <laughs> into the Deadlands. He's talking to two of my favorite characters, uh, Wild West, G- uh, Janet Van Dyne. And Morbius, who I love. Uh, <laughs> the living West. vampire. I love Morbius. Uh, this is some kind of night version of Morbius, and he looks awesome. Um, CP's art is really good in this. But uh, anyway, so he gets goes over the wall and finds a uh, what appears to be a dead giant man uh, in the Deadlands. And then he runs into some zombies, and then some other people show up. Uh, so not a lot happens in this. It's yeah, not like super deep or anything. It's like a super weird concept. So there's um, a lot of setup to get all these characters rolling. But I really like the, I like the art a lot. Yeah. Um, and I liked the, I don't know, I liked Wild West Hank Pym for some reason a lot. Um, but yeah, there's not like a huge amount to yeah, this. Yeah, don't so. expect this to be like a deep introspective Secret Wars book. No. Because no. it's not. It's exactly what you think it would be with the title. Yeah. But I think I think uh, the Hank Pym character works because he's so like simple compared to all the craziness happening yeah, because in he's this. From, so he's just like kind of out of yeah. his time in a really, really weird world. And this so is one of the I first Secret Wars books where he somebody acknowledges that uh, the domains seem to be from different time periods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he's yeah, like every, everything here is much more advanced, um, and he's like, I want to see these robots up close. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's a neat twist at the end. Um, yeah, 
know. It's fun. It's not like going to change your life, but <laughs> if you like the Marvel zombies and you like the Age of Ultron, you'll like this. We, we need to talk about more comics that are going to change your life. Uh, speaking of comics that will not change your life, <laughs> but are, this one's actually better. Uh, this is E is for Extinction by Chris Burnham uh, and Ramon Villalobos. Chris Burnham uh, is an artist who draws... Uh, well, currently he's drawing Nameless, which is really messed up. Um, he, he did Batman and Robin. No, no, not Batman and Robin. He did Batman Incorporated. Yep. But he's writing this. Yeah, and he's writing this, which yes. is interesting. Very um, strange. And Villa Lobos, I can't remember anything specific that he's drawn, but he's done stuff he's pretty I've good. I've seen lots of his stuff online. Yeah. yeah. I, he's um, done a few comics, but I can't remember any of them right now. Um, but his art's great. It's a little bit like... Uh, we described it as like a thicker lined Frank quietly. Yeah, we described it as quietly meets uh, Raphael Grandpa a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, with like a little bit of thicker lines, and everybody's definitely really wrinkly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which is, I mean, kind of the point. Kind of the point in this, definitely. And the art is also fantastic. I mean, the color, I'm sorry, is fantastic in this book, yeah. which is somebody Herring, Ian Herring. So what is this about, Jared? Uh, so this is really weird. This is drawing from the Grant Morrison run on New X-Men from oof, 2001 or so, yeah. uh, where he kind of reinvented the X-Men with a new look and introduced a whole bunch of new uh, mutant characters who are like the young next generation. And leather jackets. Yeah. So the look was that he kind of like, let's give them all practical like effects. Like if you're, you want some protection, you'd be wearing like thick protective gear like on a motorcycle. And so they all look like they're in a biker gang. It was kind of cool. Is this uh, where Glob Herman is from, or is he from yep. later? Yeah, that's where he's from. There's a no. lot that's where all of these people characters are from. he invented. Yeah, I love Glob Herman. Uh, but yeah, uh, so it's using a lot of those characters, but it's later on. Uh, so the X-Men are much older, and some of the kids have grown up a little bit. Uh, and then there's like a new generation of them. Yeah, we have Beak and Angel with their yep. their kids who are now older. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is weird, because it's like in... It's using the thing where the 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 human is that who it was the like one of the big bad guys from this storyline who are obsessed with like stealing mutant powers by like cutting them out of yeah they graft them on like, them on so yeah. it's super weird they were very Grant Morrison bad guys uh, but yeah and then there's uh, a lot of fighting and there's the new team and the old team X Men meeting up like a lot of X Men books uh, the interesting thing is pretty good drama between from, them from the Grant Morrison stuff is that Magneto is in charge of the Atom Institute which is where all these new X Men are yeah. He was kind of the villain of the Grant Morrison stuff. And um, he explains that a little bit, like how yeah. it, how he came to that. Right. And they're in this world where like people are actually getting what they're like getting their well, men are getting their sperm genetically altered yeah, I was gonna to, say, to, to run the I risk of say, having there, a mutant child because it gives you an edge. <laughs> there is a scene with uh Hank Pym uh as Beast with a lot of sperm flying around his head. <laughs> um, I flipped to the page and was like, Whoa, so, what the So that's yeah. a different so yeah, it's it's a newer future, uh, a later on future where mutants are much more common and are be seeing as much more positive. And then so so. it seems like some of the older mutants, like Cyclops and Jean, uh, not Jean Grey, uh, Emma Wolverine. Frost and Wolverine, are all kind of losing their powers for some reason. Yeah, um, and they're all kind of old and run down. Um, and the new generation kind of doesn't, you know, they don't get along. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, uh, Magneto is has Jean Grey in a cocoon. No, <laughs> don't say she's that. She's about to do some crazy <laughs> stuff. Is about to happen. I will say the first two pages of this comic are incredible and yeah. don't flip ahead. Just take your time and go through them. It's great. It's really fun. I like, yeah. uh, I forgot. It's the, a fantastic way to begin an X-Men comic. I forgot that Basilisk existed. Um, <laughs> he's pretty great. He's pretty much what Cyclops should be because <laughs> he's the one eyed guy who shoots laser beams. Yep. Um, yeah. It's really fun. Really funny. 
and the art is great. The action's cool. The art's so, great. Uh, so we read all these comics before. So Kelly, you didn't read the old Grant Morrison stuff, nope. right? So how did this come across without all that back crazy background? I mean, a lot of these newer characters, like um, what's his face, Quentin. I mean, yep. they're all sort of in plenty of newer stuff, like Wolverine and the X-Men. Beacon and Angel are the only ones that aren't really around too much. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I had no problem being like, oh, here are these two people who, they're clearly in a relationship. Yeah. There are beaked children running right. around. Right. It doesn't take a genius. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Go back and read those Grant Morrison ones, but you can jump in on this one. It's great. Uh, that was E is for Extinction. Uh, next up, we have... Two uh, new no-brow books. They're kind of smaller no-brow books. They've been putting out these kind of just like issue-sized books. Um, well, this is I, I was just reading this uh, in the back of the... It's a series, though. Yeah, it's 17 by 23 is a graphic short story project designed to help talented young graphic novelists tell their stories in a manageable... So it's just... It's sort of... They're not big. They're almost like pamphlets. They're right. not big. They're, com- um, they're like the size of a comic book. They thing. are, yeah. but they're also like super, super well priced. Like it, they're only five ninety five, which is actually yep. less than the cost of the comic in the UK where they're printed, which yeah. is nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So yeah, it's really so the, cool. The first of these two we're going to talk about is Hunter, the Hunter, by um, Joe Sparrow. By Joe, Joe Sparrow. Um, what did you guys think of this? This was pretty sweet. It's kind of like in a weird. Alternate um, reality. Like no, it's like slightly done like a v- old video game. Yeah, it's a little pixelated. It's not eight bit, but it's like uh, it's like an old computer game kind of. Yeah, the lines aren't smooth. There's yeah. you know, it's like art. It's like it's like drawn art, but it's also very like pixely and around the the lines. It's, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> so it's about this guy who decides he's he basically is just terrible at parties. Like he yeah. doesn't know how to talk <laughs> and he decides that he just needs to be like the best at something. And so what he's going to do is um, hunt and kill one of every creature in the world. Right. And so it's about him doing that. And there are these fantastic sequences of him, um, you know, going out into the snow and tracking down things. And then you see his, his giant, you know, room full of, Heads. heads it's funny because like he's fun. some of them is like this epic battle with this giant like you know two-headed monster and some of them he's like he's killing a bunny yeah and there's one yeah he's like he's like stabbing a crab or whatever <laughs> yeah so, yeah um, it's great the twist is fantastic it escalates in a really kind of awesome way um yeah, it's kind of like a cautionary tale it is it's sort of a, a little bit like a morality play yeah um yeah, but yeah i loved it yeah, it's very good, very good art. And uh, the second one of these is uh, Vacancy by Jen Lee, uh, which is also pretty interesting. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, what did you guys think of Vacancy? Uh, so this is kind of like a world where you've got like humanoid animals, and the the first character is kind of one of the more domesticated types. Like he lives in a house with a fence, and beyond the fence is kind of the danger zone where the more wild uh, you humanoid animals i guess people they're all anthropomorphic really. yeah, well, he, he doesn't live in a house he lives in his doghouse outside of oh, the house that's what we're getting to oh yeah so he's like sort of civilized and he just doesn't know what the world but is it seems and to then, be like post-apocalyptic because yes. everything is abandoned as they start going on you realize more and more of this world is just completely trashed and destroyed and, uh, and the animals have evolved i guess yeah to there be no, like who knows there yeah. are no humans that's what it seems to be yeah uh, and so he meets some guys who kind of sneak over into his yard who he's like oh, i really want to explore the world and you guys can like be my guides so he's a super kind of nerdy dude who wants to go out and see what the real world is like not realizing that it's he's not really ready for it and also that the guys who he's going with aren't don't really care about him and also not the best survivalists themselves yeah uh there's a lot more meaner terrible things out there and they're just kind of like 
Yeah, and they get into some trouble and yeah, uh, wackiness ensues, and, <laughs> and some terribleness, uh, and some terribleness. But yeah, I, I thought this was a really cool like design. I felt like the design on this was pretty great. Like yeah. all the the character looks and the world building was both really good. Yeah, and their personalities kind of f- fit what they were. Like uh, the giraffe is like the tall, lanky guy who's very quiet. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the little wolf guy is like super kind of curious a fox guy. And, yeah. Is he fox or a wolf? Oh, well, they meet some wolves later. Yeah, they do meet some wolves. And yeah, I don't know. It's cute. It's interesting. It's very fun. The art's great. Yeah. Again, no rare books have amazing production and amazing coloring on them. So especially for such a cheap price, this is a great way to check them out. Yeah, if you can find them. Uh, buy them. Uh, <laughs> that was go. Hunter and Vacancy from No Brow. Uh, next up, we have Superman number 41 by Gene Len Yang and John Romina Jr. John Romina Jr. sticking around from the previous run. Uh, yeah. It was Jeff Johns, right? I think so. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Johns uh, left uh, in the middle of <laughs> well, giving Superman some new powers and a new costume. Which is uh, quickly abandoned, I yeah, think. Of course. At the end of the storyline. I don't know. It's weird because um, this takes place before Action Comics, which takes place before Batman Superman. So yeah, there's some kind of weird timeline thing going on. Rolling out things in an Ugh, interesting way. What a mess. But I feel like it's sort of because this uh, they pretty much say before truth. And so yeah, like, cool. I'm okay with feeling like this yeah. is a prequel. It was like, fine I'm jumping okay into action sure. comics and kind of knowing that some stuff had happened. But you're not quite sure. And so this is kind of like. This should have come out first. That's the real it problem. should have. But Probably. Regardless. But it didn't. And now we're dealing with it. Uh, so as uh, Greg pack writing action yes uh, so he's writing yeah. all the i don't know if stuff. he did or, or someone else did but they pointed out this is the first time that two asian americans have been writing superman ever That's which i awesome. thought was That's pretty cool. amazing but anyway yeah so gene Liu and yang uh has been writing avatar he's done a lot of comics um american that born chinese writes and draws himself uh, including that one which is great he's really good uh so this is quite a switch to have him on this book uh so we're pretty excited about it. That's why we're reviewing this in the middle of the superman run uh, yeah, be so, the beginning of a new run. Yeah. So this one is kind of so we're like we were just saying with all the other Superman books that came out, we we're confused. Like, have people figured out that Clark Kent is Superman? And in this, they have not. No. Uh, but he starts getting Clark starts getting text from an anonymous source who's trying to set him up for like finding some you know corrupt officials and like weapon smuggling and all this sort of stuff. Uh, well, I mean, they're really they're good. They're good hints, right? Right. Yeah. Sure. Like they're you know breaking you know kind of because they're kind of clues. forcing them him to do it because they kind of might know who he is. Yeah. yeah. So as they start going on, you start to realize that he's he's basically going to be blackmailed into doing stuff because this person seems to know that he is Superman. Um, and the only person who does know he's Superman is Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. So of course, uh, Superman suspects that something went wrong. And it's kind of cool to see Superman flip out, like that he's got yeah. this great secret, and he thought he trusted it with his friend, and his friend screwed it up. Yeah. And then Superman's in kind of this bind. It's like, like, who would you tell? Like, what would you do if, as Superman, he needs to protect his identity, but also he can't be blackmailed into being not really a hero, and yeah. some guy like or mysterious person manipulating him. So I thought that part was kind of my favorite part of it. Was like seeing like some real actual dilemmas for Superman is a nice change. Like he's such a. Yeah, and, and I like Iconic that this character. still has kind of some of the high concept Superman ideas, like kind of sixties ish. There's like a, it's but a modern take on it. There's yeah, like, like a giant three D mechanical spider that pr- uh, is a is a three D printer yeah. um, that prints weapons. Yeah, um, and he fights that. It's it's pretty fun. Um, you get to see him use his new power. Yeah, that's a great sequence. He's kind of learned to to use it a little better. I didn't. 
realize that he like loses his powers for a while. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Him. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool too. He does it, and his powers die for a little bit. Um, yep, which is a nice restriction. And yeah. so he kind of has to go into like a uh, stealth mode and wear like kind of ninja outfit almost to to, to save somebody. Uh, but yeah, I liked the, I liked the dynamic between him and, between him and Jimmy Nielsen. I thought that was that was pretty fun. And, and Lois, and I like the the part that she plays. Yeah, and this. she seems to be hinting that she knows who he is now. Um, she says stuff like, uh, I don't know, since when did you become such a coward and like, <laughs> yeah. uh, tired of all these people with secrets and stuff like that? So yeah, but uh, yeah, no, strongly I like... hinting that she. But yeah, I thought yes. the 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 crux of his dilemma with this potential bad guy, I think, is a really interesting Superman yeah. setup. So. And I, and I cool. like that it comes out of him being Clark Kent. Like yeah. it hinges yeah. on that. It wouldn't have worked if he was somebody. If he was his you know day job was something right. different. That's true. So I really like that. Yeah. Uh, that was Superman number 41, which we all liked. Um, next up, we have We Are Robin, number another one. Another thing we all liked. Uh, by Lee Bermejo and Jorge Corona. She's another artist who's made a transition to writing and been pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So this is, um, the main character of this is a guy who we saw a little bit of at the in the in-game stuff, the Batman in-game yeah. stuff. His, I guess his parents were killed. Yep, uh, by the uh, Joker virus. Least, yeah, by the Joker virus. Or at least disappeared, possibly yeah. under the effect of the Joker virus. Yeah, so he is, in this, he is an orphan, and you see him sort of getting shuffled between schools right. and between foster homes. And, because um, he's kind of like, he acts out a lot. So. He does, I mean, well, I mean, it's all incredibly understandable. Right. Um, well, he's kind of a jerk. He like they put him in this new house, and instantly he's like, "I'm getting out." He's of here. a teenage boy. Yeah, <laughs> that house was terrible. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, I my family was a, a foster family for yeah. a number of years, and it's it's like by the book, right, <laughs> like right. absolutely. Um, but he's definitely not like you know super good yet. He's kind of he's not super altruistic, but no, I mean, but he's also in a tough spot, and he is yeah. still looking trying to find his parents. He's definitely like a, puts tough, a, huge, a tough street. Kid. Yeah, he's a teenage yeah. boy. He's an orphan. He feels like it's him against the world, and yeah. so he gets sort of he's. You see him being tracked by this group of people who are who you know the Robins. They call them. You know, well, you know that they're the Robins, and I love the like the sort of text message sort of conceit of them communicating with each other, and all right. of their their little names that they have in the phones. Right. Um, so yeah, this is this book, this whole Robin book, it's basically like Teen Titans if they were all Robins. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of that's kind of what it is. But like but, a street version. But of I love that. it. But I it love makes the street sense level because it's, of yeah, it. it's like Teen Titans is like superheroes and Robin is really a highly trained kid. Yeah. And this is like if there are a bunch of kids out there who are trained up to be superheroes without superpowers, they and there seems be to be some kind of mastermind behind this with a, a robotic bat. So Yeah, well I don't know. A cyborg bat? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if that's the mastermind or if that's going to be a or villain. A bad guy I get or, the feeling yeah. that these kids have sort of taken it on themselves, and so they're not highly trained. Right. They're just yeah. street kids. Well, I think this guy's the mastermind because he's watching the videos and talking about them, and he has a room full of a Robin outfits. Yeah, it seems and weapons. It seems real, real, yeah. you know, sinister. So yeah, we'll so see. So we'll see. We really, really love this. This is Robin. We are Robin number one. Um, and last but certainly not least is. The Princess and the Pony by Kate Beaton. Kate Beaton does a bunch of humor stuff online. Hark a Vagrant. Uh, Hark a Vagrant, which is great. Um, just some Na- Nancy uh, Drew comics based <laughs> on, based on covers alone, <laughs> uh, which She's are really fantastic funny. Fantastic stuff, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is her first kind of. Uh, it's like a picture book for little kids. Yeah. 
And it's really cute and really funny. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So it's about the main character of this is a little girl whose name is Princess Pinecone, which is <laughs> so just cute. fantastic. Too cute. Um, who's like four or five years old. And she is from sort of a Viking warrior society. And all she wants to be is a warrior. And she talks about how all warriors for their, get for their birthday like a really cool weapon right. of some kind. And she always gets these little sweaters. And it's adorable. <laughs> so she decides what she really needs is a horse. Like and a battle steed. Like a battle steed. And so for her birthday, she gets this small fat pony, which if you are a follower of Kate Beaton's, the fat pony <laughs> has been around pony. for a while. Yes. Fat it's pony so was funny. actually on an episode of Adventure Time. Nice. Like that's oh, really? how long, yeah, oh, that's man. how long fat pony's been around. Uh, it's very cute. It's this dumb looking pony. Its eyes look in two different directions. It's, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, it farts a lot. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's you know, of course she is disgusted. So basically she ends up taking the pony to this, big battle which is like i don't know a game of some yeah she wants to win this kind of like sort of tournament uh between warriors but it's like you know people hitting each other with sticks and and spitting it with with her main weapon is a spitball yeah Yeah. Yeah. and her parents are in the audience like cheering her on and um and then you know there's like cute little twist yeah there's Um, a cute little twist it is super adorable the super adorable it the the message is great the art is fantastic um she is the princess herself is um she is biracial. Her parents are black and white, which I thought that was a really neat little touch. Right. Um, all, the, all the designs are so good. Designs are fantastic. Yeah. There's, the drawings are really fun. Yeah. The, the pony cracks me up every time you yeah. see the pony. It's <laughs> yeah. so funny looking. And it's not, I mean, and it's funny. It's funny. It's, it's it's sweet on an adult level, and it's funny on a kid level. You're yes. like, your kid is going to laugh a lot yeah. at this. There's some fart jokes. Yeah, there's some great fart jokes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was... The Princess and the Pony. Great. K. Beaton. Yeah. Super highest recommendation. Uh, buy it for your kid right away. Buy it for yourself, too. Yeah. Uh, and that's all for us today. That's all the reviews. And that's yep. all the podcast. That's uh, 145 in the bag. Ooh. Hopefully. In the bag. We got to start planning 150. We'll see what happens. Oh, no. Counting down every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.